Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in today on the Let's Be Real podcast. Hope you've all had a great day so far and weekend as well. I'm Nan and I'll be your host for today's show and I'm joined here by the MG lads, both Kyan and James. Boys, how are we doing? We are good. We are very good. I mean, at least I am. I don't know about you, James, but I'm good. Um, <laughs> good I'm good. just going to speak for both of us. Good. Um, <laughs> Great weekend, it seems, if you're speaking yeah. on both of both of you guys. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it was uh, it was a relaxing weekend in a sense, mm. you know, cathartic, enjoyable. Mm. Yeah. 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 Well, I can say cathartic for my weekend, but mm. I'm exhausted. You know, I stayed at, uh, stayed at like, my, uh, you know, family batch that we're trying to fix up right now. And nice. that's like an hour and a half from civilization. So, oh, that's, fun. To, that's yeah. fun though. Yeah, mm. nah, it is nice yeah. to get, you know, get some quiet and stuff like that. So, it was a, quite a relaxing weekend in a sense, but like, I did a lot of like, you know, manual labor and stuff like that. Mm. And then, you know, driving to work this morning, it was just... Back to the big city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hour and a half drive. Got to work way too early, and so it's been a long day for me. So <laughs> I'm a bit tired, but mm. happy to be here right now. Good, good. Nothing a shot of coffee or vodka can do, you know, to wake you back I up. I mean, yeah, you're not wrong about <laughs> that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we've, we're we're done talking about how we are doing. So anyway, here your first guys, listeners on the Let's Be Real podcast, who cover the major and important news of the week within the entertainment industry, ranging, ranging from movies, TVs, streaming, and more. So on today's show, we'll be covering Avatar 2's reported runtime. James Cameron may not be directing Avatar 4 and 5. Our thoughts on the Amsterdam trailer, the Stranger Things spin-off, the descent of the MCU. Yes, descent. Ooh. <laughs> Taron Egerton meeting with Marvel. And, as always, a box office roundup. So, lads, let's get into it. First up, there's been reports of the rumoured runtime of Avatar The Way of the Water being around three hours long. Probably a bit more, maybe a bit less. Who knows? So, lads, I know it's a dumb question here, but maybe... Are you guys excited for this runtime? <laughs> if it's true, you know? I mean, you phrased that pretty uh, perfectly as a dumb question. Yeah. Um absolutely we're excited um you're excited that's the main question here oh me <laughs> yeah. me uh i am honestly i am yeah. once the trailer came around he finally came around himself. I know, i've said that always by yeah. the way but yeah like that's true it, hearing, he did. He, yeah he did yeah he, hearing yeah. like this is gonna be three hours long i feel yeah. mm. something that's 13 years in the making it it needs that for this franchise as well so yeah. yeah i mean i don't know if three hours is needed but um i guess we'll explore the world i have more. to trust james cameron yeah. his decision towards this because he has uh you know spent his last 10 years doing these i mean yeah to invest you know that amount of your life into something it has to be huge well thought out and sort of you know to the bone kind of kind of feel to it and you know there's there's more news that we're going to cover in a bit shortly that we'll get to but you yeah. know at least for you know avatar two and three he obviously has a very set vision it, the filming's obviously been completed for both films because i shot back to back yep um so i think you know i don't think disney will ever step in james cameron's way with this because they know how he can world build in a way that will you know get audience to you know audiences to you know 
use their own imagination and you know be creative in their own sense i, I think that's the power of what james Gunn can do in terms of world building he pro- provokes inspiration and creativity more so than you know um well thought out worlds where it's like it's all clean and cut dry but mm-hmm. you know you can imagine more from the avatar universe beyond what it is you know d- trying to be yeah yeah so yeah, yeah. um I, I think james Cam- james cameron is, he's a master you said james gun before <laughs> no 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 i wanted to nah, nah. but um yeah no james cameron he, he he's a master at world building you can't deny that kind of fact and i mean he spent so much time doing this i i i trust his vision regardless you know 90 minutes three and a half hours i don't care just oh. <laughs> so, sorry but i think if you don't have th- a say in this yeah you're biased i know but it, after so. 13 years for you i don't think 90 minutes would do that do it justice for you pardon i said oh, i mean like no I, I but like even still like i mean like i i trust his vision overall my my excitement and my um you know um anticipation for this sequel is not based in terms of what came before what's meant to be it's more in terms of james gunn and what he's doing cameron james yeah cameron. yeah oh did i say it again yeah, yeah. oh my god <laughs> no, yeah. the okay, same suicide no. squad bro <laughs> i got it on the mind right now um but no um yeah J- james cameron i i trust his vision completely and that is the you know that's the foundation of my excitement so i, I stick to what i said 90 minutes three and a half hours whatever he wants to bring i trust in him completely and if not then i will suffer the you know my <laughs> distaste <laughs> of the movie or whatnot so we'll, we'll yeah. have to see but i don't care whatever he has planned yeah um three hours i think is probably about the perfect amount of time well, hour and a half hell no um i think if if we were to hear an hour and a half then i would think that he's like he's doing something like he only has a certain amount of material written and he mm. would have he wants to like spread it evenly it's every yeah. two years right from this year onwards i thought it was every year i thought it's it, 22nd I no and 24th 26th i think it's probably every two years i mean it ah. might be every year, year I, 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 and a half I, I, I thought it was every year i thought it was uh 22 23 24 i, feel, I believe be. that, I, yeah. I think that was the original plan but i think they've changed it since or, then, or yeah. at least avatar two and three is a year apart enough that will be what james said like two and a half yeah i think there's a gap between um three and four like there's a bigger gap yeah i mean three is 2024 so it comes two years after this so okay okay. i presume the others will be the same yeah i think though they are taking a gap between um three uh, three and four four because it's it might be a time skip or something yeah and we'll we'll get to that soon yeah 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 um that being said you know um as i say i think three hours is probably the perfect amount of time for a story of the scale i think we need to cover new characters we need to rediscover the world we need to um you know um understand what 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 are the stakes here what are the stakes of this new narrative mm. of this new story mm. um so that's very important to, to, to know um other than that yeah uh three hours perfect i think mm. perfect mm. yeah I yeah. think it's a perfect amount of time. I, I think um, two and a half hours is fine, mm. but um, I feel more confident hearing that it's three hours. I think he has right. a lot to tell. 
I mean, I, I, and anyone who spent ten to twelve years oh. writing these these movies mm. are going to have a lot to tell. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, I'm I'm hundred percent in agreement with you. But mm. when you factor in, you know, the studio demands and box office and stuff like that, you know, the two hours to three hour mark is a heavy influence in that range. Mm-hmm. So, would you rather a good box office return on two and a half hours or a little bit less with a three hour runtime? I prefer the better story. End of the day. Yeah. And I think if James Cameron, Cameron is making his movie three hours, he, I mean, mm. I've got to trust that he has a good reason for that. Fair enough. Yeah. I agree. Was the first Avatar that close? Was it two hours 40 or something? Nah. Just rough, it was, roughly? I think it was two and a half. It was a long movie. It was. Um, yeah. It was very long. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. What was the exact time, James? Um, just punch it up on Google there. Mm-hmm. Boom. Boom. Yeah. Oh, two hours and 40 minutes hours, so, i mean that's a, yeah. that's a long haul that is yes. a long haul yeah. so, so if this one runtime of three hours yeah. is correct it's mm. additional 20 minutes of content yeah i mean M- I, minus 10 mm. for trailers you know so in 10 minutes i i think anything over two and a half hours is pretty scary when you think about it but mm-hmm. like if it's so you know imaginative and creative in terms of its world building and narrative yeah. you're gonna come back and you know I mean, think about Titanic as well. Another James Cameron movie. That's over. That's two and a half hours longer. That might. I think that's nearly like three hours. It's a very long. Oh, it's like two hours and fifty minutes on and, a historical. Yeah, yeah, and like from the eighth weekend onwards, it was the highest gross, highest grossing film ever. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, it's at the end of that, it's not about runtime in terms of box office return. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I, I mean, yeah, I'm f- full agreement with Kyan here. It's runtime. Yeah, do what do what he needs to do and tell the right story yeah. what about you nan me uh runtime I, I don't mind if it's a short or long really maybe 90 minutes is a bit too short for me mm. for this but three hours i could get behind on this avatar film you know it's it's been 13 years and we're having like a big time jump where um jake Sully has like kids and stuff and like a whole family so i'm sure throughout this film we're gonna see you know the in between between Avatar one and two, and then from Avatar two onwards. Mm. Yeah, because you're covering I've, a lot of story from from that point. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so and, yeah. and there's like the first Avatar ended with a lot of unanswered questions. So yeah. I feel in this we're going to get those questions answered. So mm. I, I, I'm actually excited for this three hour runtime. If it's something like you know two hours, I'll be like, eh, really. Even two hours. Yeah, like, oh, yeah two hours like, just, just a little, like, little like, short. Yeah, like like two hours is good, but like in terms of how the first Avatar, Avatar left off on, mm. Mm. and the time, just into like real real world time, thirteen years yeah. left up, like you, you'd expect it, a bit more. It is two years between two and three, so you know it's more closely knit storytelling than it's not another 13 year break from the avatar universe so yeah they could break it up pretty easily wait is it yeah. what's the gap between um like the the in world gap what in between one and two yeah, yeah. I, I it must man, have been I at least 13 13 years yeah so, so they're deep in you know yeah that's see that's actually the you know he's part of the navi culture yeah pretty, like pretty well fully integrated yeah yeah mm. yeah it's gonna be good december it yeah. is going to be good, yeah. isn't it? Because I think that... Visually, um, it's going to be good. Yeah, James. 
I don't, don't, don't let your judgment of the visuals hamper your screenplay <laughs> scores come December, you know? That. I never do that. <laughs> Both. I think we're all in agreement, though, that, um, you know, if Avatar 1 was two hours, 40 minutes, it's no shock that Avatar yeah. 2 should at least be two hours, 40 minutes. Yeah. You know? Mm, yeah. Yeah. All right. I would say moving on from Avatar news, but next up, and we're keeping on the theme of Avatar. Let's go. <laughs> is that James Cameron has stated that he may not direct Avatar 4 and 5. We've seen James Cameron pretty much let other directors helm other cre- other creations he's made, such as Terminator, you know? Mm. He's directed Terminator 1 and 2, and then 3 onwards is just doesn't exist for me. Mm. <laughs> Don't know anyone else about it in this room or Fair listeners enough. as yeah, well. Yeah, no, I'm in agreement with you. We all agree. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 yeah. <laughs> hampers it a bit. But would you like to see other directors give Avatar a crack? Or would you rather have James Cameron direct the entire saga? And if you do want another director to direct the Avatar saga, just mm. at the top of your head, don't have to think about much, which director would you choose? Yeah, that's a tough That's a tough question. Um, the first question, of course, is to address is, you know, what's the deal with him not directing all five? Mm. Um, mm. One, you could say, oh, well, that's actually a huge workload. And it is to direct four movies in a row over Absolutely. a massive year period after he's been writing them all. Mm. I think that's too big of an ask. I think what Cameron is potentially doing here is he's filling out a trilogy for himself, mm. um, a film trilogy. Yeah. And then the other part of that, four and five, are extensions of that trilogy. So potentially he's doing something where one two th- one two and three could feel like not necessarily a complete story but something that could be viewed as one continuous um saga in a mm. sense and then four and five could be something else yeah sorry but on your point on that like if you like this is me speaking mm-hmm. if you're a director and you're creating something new he did 2009 avatar mm-hmm. yeah and he plans to do two and three. Mm-hmm. He's done this before with, again, as I said, Terminator and Aliens as well. Mm-hmm. Terminator 1 and 2 was pretty much the best Terminator films of the entire franchise. Other day, because our other directors came over, ruined that franchise to, you know, like yeah. unwatchable and like non box of a stuff. Yeah. Why would you risk that with Avatar? Like, would you not rather have him just plan out the trilogy and end it there i mean i'm in agreement with you and why why would someone do that but at the same time cameron's getting old um i think he's probably viewing it from the perspective that he can only allocate so much of his life to avatar and he wants to do other projects after that Mm. and he needs time to do those yeah so so would you think that he'd direct one two three Mm-hmm. He'd write four or five. Yes. Let someone else direct four and direct, five, and then go on to his own pet projects. Um. Yes, that's what I think he's probably doing. I think that's why he wrote all five of them in advance. Right. And that's why I think that um he's planned it all out in advance. The whole narrative. Yeah. So he has control over the narrative. It's not they're making it up as they're going. Like right. what was happening with Terminator, they were making it up as they were going. He's yeah. actually planned it out this time. Right. So someone's, as opposed to someone, you know, um, controlling his property now, mm. they're more just taking the reins 
and uh you know going on with his vision yeah so it's different this time Mm. it is different it's just um i think he's doing this from the perspective of i only have so much time in my life to dedicate to avatar i can't do all five of these movies i've got to limit myself yeah that's my view yeah Um, fair enough i mean uh, I, I have a different perspective to that. I think you should continue this all the way to five. Mm. I mean, from the get-go, from the first, you know, uh, box office success that Avatar was, you know, it was announced that four sequels be following. And James Cameron understood that, obviously, and he wrote it all out. It's his vision. He should execute it at the end of the day. You know, it's like the best movies at the end of the day, they're, they're written and directed by the same person. Yeah, because mm. it's their vision completely. Unless you're George Lucas, huh? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, there are rare occasions where it doesn't. It's not that way. But like most of the time, when a director writes and directs, it's they they can usually be pretty good. It depends on on how talented they are and whatnot. And their vision, obviously, a lot of factors into it. Mm. But I, I think when you get that sweet combo of a, of a writer director you know encompassing their entire vision i think it's 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 beautiful to see and i think james cameron needs to he needs to go all the way with this like what other i mean what other like projects could he care about right now i mean this avatar series is that's going to be your legacy as a director now you create the most highest grossing film of all time yeah and it has maintained that way over avengers endgame which needed like twenty something movies to pass to like even come close to you, and, and I know the China release really pushed it above you again. But like, and you also like redefined the three D era and like just visual okay. effects as exactly. a whole as That's well. That's his legacy. He can, he will never escape the Avatar legacy that he has. So he needs to carry on five movies and carry on with his vision that he set out to be. You know, we, we, we've seen so many times where a director has come in and taken over, you know, a property, you know, the recent Star Wars trilogy, you can even easily point to it. You know, a director comes in and, you know, it's not their vision, but they, they execute it. And it just doesn't work out the way it is meant to be, you know, Jurassic world. I probably had the same thing. There's, there's lots of, the there's thing. lots of examples, you know, James Cameron, he's, he's in a very unique situation where the studio will allow him to do whatever he needs to do to execute his vision and you're probably in a, a one in five director chance to exit your vision with a massive budget. Yeah. Make use of it, man. Just, you have to do it. I think yeah. it's, it's your responsibility. Well, see, the support I have for mm. your response there is that, you know, I personally can't think of someone who could take the reins. That, that, that's my thinking as well. Yeah. I, I, not, not, even, not even someone like, I don't know, Spielberg, Nolan... I, I don't think they'd be interested in that. I mean, but if if they were, would you would you I would, uh, would I you would back like it? To see how it would go, but like, yeah. I, I but like even so, you know, I, you know, I respect Spielberg the how, and Nolan's my favorite ever. Yeah. But like, I, I I would still I would prefer James Cameron over both of them because it, they just don't feel in tune with the world in the same way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, I mean, you need someone who cares about that world intrinsically in yeah. a way. Um. However, you know, you gave they gave those examples, of course, and you know those are all true. Jurassic World, you know, you know, it was flouted, and you know, Star Wars, of course, has kind of crumbled. But again, those did not have a vision. 
They did not have the writing already on the page. They did not have everything planned like what Cameron does. Hmm. Everything is planned here in a sense yeah. from what we understand. So that does make it different, I feel, yeah. from these other properties you know, my, if there's a plan. That's my thinking, yeah. yeah. And I hope that that's enough mm. to, to, to push it yeah. to yeah. that next level. Yeah. Mm. My turn? Yes. Yeah, no, <laughs> how do you feel yeah. about it? Because you, you're kind of, you know, pretty mixed on the whole Avatar, yeah. you know, franchise as a whole. Yeah. Uh, just just going on base of Terminator, because that's probably the... just It's, it's only because it's the one property that I've been really invested in for, mm. off James Cameron, yeah. which mm. is the first two films, which is easily the best. One and two. Two is probably one of the best films, like, ever made. In terms of, in it's, the, it's up there. Yeah, mm. in that time, probably one of the best sequels, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just that those are masterpieces. Everything else was just shit and just became shit after shit after shit. And I I respect Avatar. I may not like it, mm. but I respect Avatar for what it's done for the movie industry and what it's going to do for the movie industry as well. And there's just something about me that feels that if James Cameron steps away it's going to fall into that Terminator, you know, Terminator. It's going to go down. Yeah. It's just, yeah. it's just going to go down. It's just going to be shit mm. after shit after shit. And uh, honestly, like, yeah. I, I don't want to see that. I, we, we've seen so, there's so many franchises nowadays that start off real strong and then declines instantly. And I, I just want something consistent, mm. consistently good. And just yeah. ends. That's it. I mean, nothing you, more, you nothing can, less. You can even point to the alien trilogy as well. Oh, not trilogy, but just Alien series. Yeah. yeah. You know, Alien and Aliens. It's debatable yeah. whether Aliens is better than Alien, but, like, the argument is there. And then after that, nothing. Yeah. Just, yeah, there's no up. argument after that. It's yeah, just yeah. Alien or Aliens, which is better, and no one really knows the true answer. Yeah. yeah. So James Cameron leaving franchises does not have a good history. There's no good track record there, so. Yeah, so, so yeah, yeah. So, so that's why I... Per- personally and in terms of like the mm. respect of avatar yeah. i like him to see him there i liked him to see his whole entire vision mm. of this franchise be played out to how he sees it yeah not to how someone else sees it even if he writes it like someone can write something and then the director will come into like something else exactly in, in yeah. middle it's of not that. always the same yeah yeah but we'll see in a few years time i guess well I mean, just just to add on there, I won't I won't take too much time, but you know, Harry Potter had one visionary writer, and that was J.K. Rowling mm-hmm. behind the novels, and yeah. everything, all the films were adapted. Mm-hmm. Those films had three directors, or four, four, four directors. Uh, yeah, four, yeah. four directors, mm-hmm. right? All of those movies, yeah. I feel, you know, not all of them are as you know, at the top. Uh-huh. but all of them are consistent they're consistent they're a consistent story and i feel like they all have their place in that narrative because there's a key writing behind it a core cast and a core drive i had the it- same writer the avatar sequels have different writers every single one of them 
Yeah, the, but this, this is the this same is... writer was on and each the... Harry Potter except for Order of the Phoenix, and they had the same producers along all of them. Avatar does not, I believe. And the books have been around for years compared to Avatar, yeah, which has been around for to back it up, where Avatar doesn't have that support, so you're relying on a little bit more free will in terms of narrative storytelling. I think there's a little bit but more. Avatar has the same core writer, which is James Cameron. No, he doesn't write them. He doesn't write Avatar. The screenplays per se. He writes mm. storytelling elements and then, uh, storytelling elements. And, okay. then, and then they come in and they adapt, you know, dialogue and you know they set gotcha. up scenes and stuff like that, and they come to a core agreement kind of thing. Okay. Okay. Yeah. He, I didn't realize he wasn't the primary screenplay he, writer. He's probably a co-writer, or it's a shared thing. But like, yeah, I, I think it, it's different to compare to Harry Potter. Because, you know, there's a your similarity and there's the same person alongside every single one of them except for one. And that was the one that was arguably the weakest, which is all the Phoenix. And then, you know, the producers were the same behind all of them. So it's 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 very different situation then. I mean, you go back to yeah, Avatar. There's a lot of components uh, to that. I a- mean... A- Avatar 1 had a different producer because it was 20th Century Fox and now it's Disney. So... A yeah. lot, lot of moving parts here. Yeah, it's it's, it's mm. pretty incomparable to, you know, the past standards, I guess. I suppose, in a yeah. sense. However, they're both large-scale uh, storytelling um, with many mm. different creative minds yeah. at work, but with one core mind behind it. One being J.K. Rowling mm. and the other being um, James Cameron. That's I, the, I, where the similarity I, is. I just think the difference is that you, J.K. Rowling, he, she wrote the books to, you know, a fantastic degree. Yeah. The, mm. They have the source material to back it up in their, you know, storytelling. Yeah, you, and, yeah I definitely agree there. And, and, yeah. and the films, you know, the Avatar sequels, they completely rely on James Cameron. They do. You take him out, there's no Avatar sequels. So, yeah. 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 I think it just remains to be seen whether this It'll be interesting. Will work. I yeah. mean, I just hope the sequel's good enough and we'll see where we can go from there. Yeah, yeah. exactly. We'll start at the sequel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Time will tell. December. Let's go, boys. I know you're excited. Oh, she, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited for those visuals and that's about it, pretty Fair much, enough. and the score. Yeah, you for that. yeah. All right, next up, guys and girls, David Russell's latest film is Amsterdam. And it just dropped its first trailer this week, which is set to release back uh, all the way in November. And this film has a star-studded cast, probably one of the best casts of this year already. Mm-hmm. It stars Christian Bale, Margot Robbie, John David Washington, Chris Rock, Anya Taylor-Joy, Robert De- Robert De Niro, and a lot more, like a lot more. So, lads, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on this trailer? I like the trailer. Mm. Um, this movie really reminds me of uh, Don't Look Up and Away. Yeah, um, it does, yeah. It, it's very different stories, I can see that, and, you know, different time periods and whatnot, but, like, um, you know, in terms of, the, you know, an extremely star-studded cast, it obviously doesn't translate to a good film quality. We know that now. Yeah. Um, but it, it's it, it's promising. A good cast is always promising because, you know, those actors don't really sign up to projects that, you know, aren't going to be good or they don't have faith in. So yeah, especially I, like I, someone like Christian Bale or Cr- Cr- Christian Bale, Margot yeah. Robbie and, as well. And, you know, there's a, there's a lot here um, that you've mentioned. So yeah. they always sign up to really promising projects. And then after that, you need to follow through with the director, David O. Russell. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not as, you know, I guess, erratic or risky or 
um, edgy as you know Adam McKay in terms of his storytelling throughout films and TV projects that he does. Um, you know, he, he's done American Hustle, Seven yeah. Lions Playbook, and you know, very well received movies. I haven't seen American Hustle myself, but I know it's well received. It's a good movie. So, yeah, Silver Lines Playbook. That was great. I loved it myself. Um, but they didn't have the type of cast that we have here. American Hustle comes close, I guess. But like, yeah, I have I have trust in David Russell more so than you know Adam McKay to pull together a kind of cast of this caliber and bring it to a you know a well fine-tuned film at the end of the day um and i i i think from the trailer alone i I think you can gather that you know the vision at least is you know you know central to him and where he wants to go with the story and there was enough mystery after it to really see where it can go and i'm interested Mm. so he did he did that job at least yeah um yeah i agree he did his job there um the trailer looks very well made and the film looks very well made um it's kind of hard to gauge what this film is i mean it it kind of seems like a mystery like a almost Mm. like a, a an unfolding upon unfolding upon unfolding sort of film yeah um but at the same time i think david o russell is a very he's a hyper character driven director he he cares a lot about character and characters interacting with each other and remarking on things and looking at each other and he points the camera right at their face and you see the reactions and mm. all those subtle things so he he's he's deep into character and you know that can be a good thing and a bad thing i think it's a fantastic thing in stuff like um silver linings playbook because it's so character focused the movie but amsterdam is seemingly an, a mystery so do you focus on character or do you focus on mystery hmm. um do you focus on the narrative itself unfolding yeah or on the people and their problems so it's one of those things where it's like i don't really know which way he's going to go with it i don't know whether he's going to focus on character hmm. or on the mystery I, I just feel unsure of this movie. Yeah. I feel unsure. The cast excites me. Don't get me wrong. An amazing cast like that always excites me. Mm. But as you said, James, it's never a, an indicator for this is going to be the best bloody movie you've ever seen. There are so many movies out there with a star-studded cast. Yeah. And they are, like, beyond terrible. Some of them can be bad, yeah. Disappointing, mm. or some of them are just fine. It all Great. comes down to the director and then they exactly. their vision. Yep. I personally am excited for this film. Mm. Mainly because I've only seen one of the, one of David O. Russell's films from memory. Mm. He might have directed more than that. You haven't it, seen Civil Linings Playbook then? No, I have not. He oh, did um, Joy as well. No. I did Joy. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Haven't seen it. I've seen American Hustle and I did thoroughly enjoy that. It's mm. also got Christian Bell in it, and he's one of my favorite actors of all time as well. Mm. And just Christian Bell, Margot Robbie as well. They don't pick bad roles. Like, can you think of a film off the top of your head where I thought it'd been a bad role? In a in, in a bad role specifically? Yeah. No, not really. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. Thor: Love and Thunder. 
I have not seen Thor: Love and Thunder, so yeah, I cannot comment. We'll get that soon. Did James to get me there? But the best part of that was Christian Bale. <laughs> it was leaving. No, no, no. But yeah, we'll, we'll get to that soon. But, but yeah, yeah, so I'm excited for this. Mm. Um, I think the music's going to be great if it's anything like that trailer. If it gets similar stuff to that trailer, I think the music's going to be great. Mm. You guys mentioned what was it like mystery sort of stuff it seemed like a mystery sort of like a yeah something like they they've discovered something but then it it sort of starts growing bigger the the, the problem and the mystery starts growing wider yeah I, I feel the same as you but different i feel they are more being accused of something yeah potentially you know? yeah I, I think it's a mix of both they're being accused yeah. and there's a mystery to unfold to yeah. you know validate their innocence and all that kind of stuff yeah my, my thing is just that like you've got all these characters here all these great actors um and like me personally i'm gonna want some characterization from some of them or a lot of them and i don't know whether that movie will be able to provide that yeah and and i don't know whether it's the kind of movie that does provide that sort of thing mm. so it's it's hard to say yeah i do feel that this is going to be a refreshing film to what we've seen lately you know like within the past six seven months you know it's it's gonna be something different mm. like i think don't look up was the most different film to what i've seen since then and if this is gonna be similar then we might get that like we're, we're, we're not gonna get the typical blockbuster or superhero film it's gonna be a little bit something more intriguing and stuff and yeah then that, that gets me excited you yeah. know because uh yeah We'll get again. We'll get it to in a bit, but like just over that blockbuster stuff at the moment. Yeah, personally. exactly. We're kind yeah. of in a blockbuster sort of phase right now. Yeah, in a, in a sense. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. All right. Next up is Stranger Things. Yes, mm. <laughs> and that is that the Duffer brothers have revealed that they will be doing a spinoff of Stranger Things. They have also note. Yeah, they have also noted that this series may not feature a cast member or character that we've seen in the mm. original series. Fantastic. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So it's going to be pretty much... Yeah. So, yeah. Sort of opinion. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Alright, James, we're going to go straight into you then because <laughs> Carl Kine's gone. <laughs> but yeah, like, it's pretty much... it's, it's Essentially what they said is that it's mm. not going to tie into the original series, which is great. So, yeah. are you guys excited for the spin-off? And if you are, or if you aren't, what do you want to see be more explored in this universe? Rock, paper, scissors. I, got, I see you both no, chucking no, up your hand. It, it, it's me. <laughs> Kyan said his opinion. We know it. We can go straight to Nan and we can move on to the next topic. <laughs> um, but for me, this is the right thing. And I know Kyan's going to reciprocate with this one here. Um, yeah, if you guys know me, I've been talking about Stranger Things like it's the greatest thing ever made. Yeah, bro. And it's the best thing that's ever graced this uh, earth that we live on. That's yeah, not um, Breaking Bad. Better than Breaking Bad. No, oh. no, 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 no. Get your glove, boys. Here we go. No, Breaking Bad obviously still is higher on my TV list, personally. But um, Duffer Brothers have evolved as filmmakers, as showrunners, whatever you want to call it. Hmm. Um. You know, I'm watching Stranger Things season one right now, and you can see just, you know, the production is just massively different 
and they're, they're much more refined in the way they do things now. I don't know how they did it. And now that we can see that in Stranger Things Season 4, there's a, a vision here. They know how to execute ideas from beginning to start and bring things to a... They know how to evolve things and bring it to an ending point. We've seen it. And Season 5, I, I believe that it will be... That will only, you know, elevate our confidence that they can execute these kind of ideas and, and these characters and stuff like that. And I hope, I really do hope that they can do that with the with a spin-off. I think with spin-offs with a universe like this, same goes for like Game of Thrones or, you know, Walking Dead or anything you want to, you know, put towards like TV universes, I guess. They have to be miniseries, I think. I, I think... I think it has to be a miniseries because you just can't build... You just can't have another universe that's the same as Stranger Things, but different. You know, mm. I just... I just, I don't believe it can work. Perhaps it can. I'm happy to be proven wrong because I, I, I do like Stranger Things and I want to see that same kind of success replicated, but only if it's actually deserved and earned. Mm. Um, You know, but I, I commend the Duff Brothers for, you know, trying to create a spinoff that has no original characters in it i think that's the way to go that's why i'm excited for you know the house of the dragon sequel or sequel not um prequel prequel kinda, prequel spin-off thing for game of thrones that gets me excited but my excitement for you know the kit harrington uh john snow spin-off series for game of thrones is not making me excited at all because being I'm there done, done I'm, that i'm done with the character yeah. mm. and so i don't think you need to have original characters so and if and if anything Stranger Things has proven us that their casting is amazing. They cast really well. Like every act yeah. they put towards their characters is just perfect for the role. So even the newer characters like Eddie, yeah, just exactly. Yeah, instantly yeah. fan favorite. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, you know, Vecna, Henry, uh, one, whatever Vec- you want to call him, Vecna the boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I have faith that Duff Brothers can do justice. We'll see where it goes, but that's as far as I'm putting it right now. Kind. Um. Yeah, I mean, as a raw spin-off, I'm, I'm glad this has finally happened. Um, I, I felt like I've wanted this for a long time, because mm. when I first heard of Stranger Things coming out on Netflix, what it was about, and all that sort of stuff, I was like, oh, that's cool, it sounds like a sort of anthology thing. Yeah. Like, Stranger Things, it's, it's, it's a vague term. Mm. There are many strange things, it's almost like a Twilight Zone. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure it alludes to that, but, um, you know, I've always felt that this series should be far more expansive than mm. what this is, just the upside down, like, um, Stranger Things, you yeah. know, like you say it out loud, it's, there are so many strange things, mm. you know, it, it, sh- it should be wider than just the upside down and mm. this thing with Vecna. Mm. Um, you know, as for, um, you know, the latter part of this um, series, um, I'm, I'm very excited. I, I hope it goes in the right direction. I'm very happy that um, we will not get a recurring cast, you know, supposedly. Mm. Um, supposedly. Because okay. I think that that is really core to building something's identity as its own mm. um you need to wash away what was start anew and, and build its new identity different style we don't need this sort of like red and black style again sort of thing yeah i, I think it's a good chance for them to change up their 
you know, the style, their aesthetic of the mm-hmm. universe and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Exactly. What are your thoughts, Nan? I agree with you guys. Like, I I do want to see a spin-off of Stranger Things, but mm-hmm. in the just personally, in the past, spin-offs for TV series just hasn't worked. You know, we've seen it with... The only two things that come to mind is How I Met Your Mother and Joey, the spin-off of Friends. What was How I Met Your Mother? Oh, sorry, How I Met Your Father. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> we can know that one then, sorry. You know, <laughs> you, you got that. You also... You had a bit of cool soul, which is amazing. That that is great, yeah. yeah and I was going to get to that, yeah. but you beat me to it. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll let you carry on. You have that, and that that's very pretty much on par with mm-hmm. Breaking Bad as well. But it's just, just naturally, whenever you see spin-off stuff, even like it doesn't have a TV TV narrative, narrative, but like film, like Star Wars, you got Rogue One and Solo. It just doesn't hit the mark, you know, and. Mm. I, I I do have confidence in Duffer Brothers that they can do this, and I hope they can. Um, but if you think about it, eh, history is not really on its side in terms of spin-offs. Mm. I agree. There yeah. is a pause for concern for this. So. Yeah, yeah. So 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 so, so that's a doubt on my mind. I I'm, mm. I'm happy to be proven wrong. I'm like, oh, well, I'm, always I'm, am. I'm actually fully confident in them because they're really great at two things. They're great at uh fun and spectacle um they create fun characters and they create spectacle yeah and those are the the important things behind any show fun and spectacle in a sense you know it it doesn't matter if it's grounded like the wire the wire has spectacle even even if it's you know super gritty yeah um and you know i think that they are good at the things that are important for creating a show I agree. Um, yeah. I have varying views on how I think they are good for creating a long spanning mm. working narrative that intertwines correctly. Yeah. But I, I think, think if yeah. they're going to create something fresh and new, yeah. they're, they're going to do great. They can do that. Yeah. yeah. I, I think they just thought they took their time with Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. Once they found their path, I think they're pretty good from there on out. Mm. and it feels like season four they are so oh. you got to trust that they are sure about the spin-off series and they that they can do the same thing they've done with this series yeah. strange thing series yeah and, and kind you said it might have been like a very small comment off yours but you said that pretty much upside down and vecna is pretty much the same if you think about it hawkins is part of america which is part of earth mm-hmm. you know the upside down that's part of hawkins which is part of earth we have this whole mess of other world that we can ex- that we can explore in different mm. upside down universes and different continents and stuff mm. and that's really what i want to see from this spin-off personally like i i i understand why movies and tv series go to america that often because mm. it's mm-hmm. built there and stuff like that but like yeah. you know just seeing like this upside down and something like you know southeast asia New mm. Zealand, obviously, I'm going to say New mm. Zealand. Yeah. Or, like, you know, Europe as well. That, that'll yeah. be interesting, you know, seeing these monsters and stuff, different monsters as well, yeah. take over the world and then have Hawkins, Stranger Things, mm. the original, take that be the America story of that. Yeah. And then you've got the Europe, you got the Africa. There's, there's a lot Oceania. of ideas I think yeah. they can play around with, so hopefully... I think yeah. we go with one of those. Yeah, well, you know, yeah. it comes down to the fact that it's called Stranger Things. You yeah. know, you, you yeah. can really craft anything around that. You can do, um, you know, yeah. alien mm. alien abduction in the UK. Yeah. B- surrounding a bunch of kids. I'm just glad they're not going like, 
Hopper, a Stranger Things story or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, we basically got that in season five, right? Pardon? Or season four. Four, right? Mm-hmm. Four? Yeah. yeah. Hopper. Oh, like yeah. a side story. A side story. Yeah. yeah. In the Russia area, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. It's, it's the closest you're going to get. <laughs> yeah. All right. It's because they were getting something new. All right. From one franchise to the other, mm. we're going to talk about the disappointment personally among myself and probably these boys here in this room right now is the disappointment round phase four of the mcu it is it's i'm not even going to beat around the bush it's, it's very clear that this phase of the mcu is the weakest compared to phase one two and three and this phase has also delivered the mcu's first rotten film which is the eternals mm. 40 43 43 Ish. Brutal. I, I, I might be wrong in that, but I'm just going to stick my guns there. <laughs> uh, so, lads, pretty much, do you guys share the same thoughts as myself? And what do you think has gone wrong throughout this phase? And if you have time, what what do you think could make it better? Um, yeah, a couple of big questions there. What has gone wrong? Um, what has gone wrong? Well... Yes, I agree that, you know, this is definitely the worst phase the MCU has experienced. Uh, what has gone wrong? Um, there's no vision. There's no direction. I think that's mm. obvious. I, I don't think there's any sort of secret. A lot of people are talking about it. Nothing to um, build towards. What's that? Sorry? Nothing to build towards. They're yeah. not building to anything. Yeah, they're not yeah. building to anything. All, no. all they're doing is... Establishing shit. Establishing characters and expanding a multiverse that ultimately feels very big but very empty Mm. um it's kind of like i don't know doing all this world building um for a fantasy series talking about all these different worlds and realms and then doing nothing with it sort of thing Mm. and it's kind of all for moot um i think that what they should do is complicated because if you don't have a plan at the beginning, you, you're going to struggle to find one halfway through and they're mm. halfway through. Yeah. Um, I suppose what you could do is, um, commit to what you're doing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's the only choice stick yep. with this multiverse thing and build a sort of group of people to try and close this off mm-hmm. because, um we need to get this multiverse thing over as quickly as possible Mm -hmm. that's my view yeah it needs to be done quick Mm -hmm. so you need a narrative device to close it quickly yeah the only narrative device that makes sense to me Mm -hmm. that can also build spectacle yeah is building a group and it doesn't need to be the obvious ones it can Mm -hmm. be the ones that aren't obvious you don't need loki and uh, the new captain america and new wonder you don't need the obvious ones yeah. new avengers yeah like you yeah. don't need the new avengers mm-hmm. you just need a ragtag group of people you didn't expect Guardians. to close this thing quickly yeah and fix it before mm-hmm. the multiverse grows too big and too complicated mm-hmm. and people lose interest mm-hmm. that's my view it's hard to put it into words mm. there's a decline in quality between you know movies and i guess even tv series it's hard to compare that 
to what's happened beforehand, but mm-hmm. like at least in terms of movies, there's obviously a decline. Mm-hmm. But we got to keep things in perspective here. I mean, phase phase three, you know, the the closing of the Infinity Saga. Yeah, but you can't compare that to phase four. The, one one was built into the climax of a story. One is starting a story here. Mm-hmm. So what if so, you compare phase one to phase four? Because yeah, you, you, you can compare that, and mm. it's around the same, isn't it? I mean, Thor one, Captain America one, Iron Man two. Has there been Incredible Hulk? Like mm. they're they're all pretty. They're all kind mm. of in line at the end at the end of the day. I I have like I I, I have trust in uh you know Kevin Feige and the creative team at Marvel. Obviously, if we get to the end of this the saga that they're building, I guess phase four, five, and six. I I'm going to presume that's the saga that they're building here. Um, if if that comes to a disappointing close, my trust will be destroyed. But I know the way they operate, and I know that they plan well in the head. They have in they plan ten movies in advance. Mm-hmm. They constantly go for company retreats to pitch ideas, spin things around, and stuff like that. So. Yep. They do that. They know what they're doing right now. I just don't think it's gelling, and I think it's a bit of a heavy contrast to you know the climax that we got towards you know with you know Civil War, Infinity War, you know Endgame stuff like that. It's a bit, it's a, it's a heavy contrast to those films, mm. and that's fine. Um, I guess my problems lie because I've I've had a big problem with, with Phase Four yeah. more so than I would with anything else, and part of that is. The, you, you got to come out of you know phase three the infinity saga you got to slow down and you got to you know take in new characters and stuff like that my problem is that they're just introducing so much new characters there's no payoff there's nothing at the end of the line you know you, you don't feel any stakes at all mm. with any of these movies and that's the problem here you know we're getting to like 70 plus kind of heroes with superpowers and stuff like that it's just like there's just nothing where I can envision where they kill off, you know, ten, twenty people, which they need to do instantly. Mm. The the power levels of all these Avengers are way off. And you, you know, Wanda alone, you know, any threat that comes against the Avengers and Wanda's a part of it, I'm like, oh, Wanda could destroy them easily. Mm-hmm. But they're not going to do it, and they're going to find some way to, you know, right around move, it, move around that. Yeah, so. They need to get this stuff in line, and I think I think those first three phases of the MCU, I think, are such. Uh, I think they're they're really good instructions for how to detail a cinematic universe. You know, I think that's the perfect. That's how far you can expand before you start losing touch with it. You know, mm-hmm. I I think they need to you know cut the heroes at a line max 30 or, or whatever they had or whatnot yeah hard line yeah mm. yeah they, 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 they need a stoppage at, mm-hmm. at that point and you know you need you need to provide some kind of you know um you know stakes or some kind of you need to instill fairness in the audience to really end that character's journey and you know no one no one's getting that you know we've come to you know dr strange thor love and thunder and you know, at the end of the day, I, I go to those movies and I'm like, I'm going to have a laugh and I'm going to go home and I'm going to go to sleep. I don't remember anything of it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of like the phase one of the new saga they're doing. 
and I'll, I'll have patience because their TV shows have been pretty good. Mm-hmm. So I have some patience, but as soon as that phase two hits, my judgment is going to be much more on point and much more, you know, strict and like harsh. Mm-hmm. So you, you don't think that they should have a vision right now? No, I, I believe they have a vision. I believe it's just very slowly coming out because, you know, we've seen Kang being, you know, Kang the Conqueror. Yep. He's seems to be the ultimate villain for season four. And we've only gotten in Loki and he, he's meant to be in, uh, you know, Ant-Man Quantumania. So mm-hmm. we'll see how that goes. But like, I, I don't know what the end of season or what, what the end of uh, phase four is. Phase so, four, yeah. yeah. So we'll see how that turns out but yeah i'm having i'm having trust at the moment because they've given us like 10 years of like good content you know so i can't like so so you're um, so sorry let me just get this mm. like clear so your view is that um uh, you know building new is hard Bu- building a new because because they've ended in game so they yes. really had to start fresh again mm-hmm and and building new is hard, like like it kind of was in phase one, as we would discuss, as we've kind of gone over before. Yeah. Um. You know, phase one is actually quite sort of choppy. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. 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 Um. So this new phase is naturally going to be choppy. So uh, you're just yeah. laying down trust in what Marvel are doing and being like, yes, it's choppy, but let's just see. Let's just see what they do. Kind of. I mean. I think there is uh, there's obviously a more, you know, th- there is more of a requirement for a pause of concern with this because, you know, those first three phases, you know, that was completely new. Mm. They know what they're doing now. So for them to be, you know, messing up and sort of, you know, skipping steps like that, that's, it shouldn't be happening as much as, as it is, but like, I do agree that they are trying to find their footing in a new saga again. I think since they gave us like, you know, at least six years of really solid content, all movies around, Hmm. I think we should cut them a break and just figure it out, figure it out for a little bit. And then I'm going to, and then Hmm. I'm going to be, you know, really harsh on you because, you know, Hmm. yeah. So build what you need to build, but you know, you, you better deliver at the end of the day. And mm. I hope they do that. That that's my only wish. Canadian, a lot to unpack here. Yeah, there, is, there was a yeah, lot. There was a lot. like, yeah, I was gonna answer my pants there. I was, <laughs> I was shifting my mic around. I was ready to fucking get into this, bro. You know, uh, there's a lot, a lot to unpack from here, from my perspective, from like you know the comic book perspective and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree with you both. 100% but then 100% disagree with you both and I don't know how that works but <laughs> oh let's go you know it's um <clears throat> I agree how this phase should take its time but I also don't agree because phase one if you think about it they had five six films to build up towards their thing mm-hmm. these guys have if that not more in terms of films and TV set and TV series. Yeah, that's true. As, as well. And they're still, we are what we are. It feels four, like we haven't scratched the surface. Yeah, we, yeah, we at are. At all. We, mm-hmm. Yeah, we are four or five TV series in. I might be wrong here. And we're three movies in, in this phase. Mm-hmm. 
no direction except for multiverse. Multiverse is dead. Mo- yep. My perspective, multiverse is dead. It's over. Ever since Doctor Strange happened, done. You failed that. You failed that. The fucking title of that film was multiverse. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. And we saw absolutely not fucking nothing about that. <laughs> we saw nothing about the multiverse except for like a quick snippet. Less than 30 seconds. Of just some universe. Of him going to the universe. And then and he, he goes to a greeny New York. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. So, missed opportunity there. You know, like, the multiverse is a huge thing. And, like, not just the Marvel universe, but, like, DC, any universe, you know. Like, they introduced this multiverse in this phase four. We got it in Loki, and it built up to something amazing. We got it in Spider-Man No Way Home. We saw every generation of Spider-Man coming together. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Yeah. The hype was unreal. Absolutely. Un- unreal. Worldwide. Mm. For Doctor Strange. <laughs> and that wasn't great. Mm. You know, like, it, it, it served fan service and stuff like that, but it wasn't franchise building, mm. you know? And I I said this in my bit before I let you guys go. This phase four has brought the first rotten score. Eternals. Eternals, mm. yes. Yeah. Of phase four. Mm. And it may not be a rotten movie. There is definitely other movies out there. Mm. That is. But yeah. this is just a missed opportunity. And Marvel comics like DC, they have a whole comic series that is worthy of its entire phase so to speak Mm -hmm. that it can be able to marvel has it and more they've gone through the infinity saga there's Mm. so much more they have a lot lot to do there's secret wars and they're blind that Mm. there's uh, yeah i'm very annoyed about this but (laughs) i'm sorry guys you're gonna (laughs) we're here for a while They're, they're blowing this on a TV series. It's not a TV series. It's a saga. Secret mm. Invasion you're talking about? That's what I'm talking That's about, yes. One, yeah. it's, it's like... Uh, it's like a whole comic it's book so series. Big. It's, yes. it's big, yeah, yeah. You fucking comic, comic boys out there you, and girls and whatever, you know that <laughs> that Secret secret Invasion, Secret Wars, whatever, this is a whole entire, like, you know, mm. 10 years worth of build up and they're, build, mm. they're wasting that on, like, TV series. Well, we, we got to see how that turns out. I know, but judge. Just give ju- us some patience. I have no patience for yeah, this, man. It's part of phase four, bro. Uh, yeah. But, like, just yeah. judging based of what history is, it's just. It's not going to live up to it. And then you have. It's tough. The, the, the only thing that has me hopeful for this MC saga, MCU saga, is Fantastic Four and the X Men. Because I feel they can build towards a, a very iconic. And they better build this, otherwise I'm out. Yeah. And that's X Men versus the Avengers. And anyone that that is the most that is probably one of the most iconic comic books mm. series of all time is X Men versus Avengers. Like, mm, yeah. like you have to get that right. Have you Did, heard of um, Secret Wars? I have heard of that. That's what they're building towards. I know that's what they're building they're towards. They're going towards that, but. We are what four or five movies. Is that, b- is that before an X Men and Fantastic Four debut, or after? It's very hard to say because 
thing. But uh, I don't know the comic. Yeah, 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 yeah I know, I know. I'm, I'm getting it. I'm getting it. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you cut me. You cut me off. I'm sorry. Yeah, like, go like, ahead. Like both the comics happened mm. like not at, at the exact time, but similar time. Right. And yeah. this is what we're getting. You know, like mm. Marvel Disney acquired the rights to X Men, Fox, yeah. those characters mm-hmm. at the same time as that they're born towards this, but. In this phase, then I'm building towards mm. Secret Wars or X Men vs Avengers. Is that I don't even know what they're building towards, except I, for multiverse. I I think the phase six will be. I think the phase four is multiverse. Mm. I think phase six, the conclusion of this is, uh, it's either going to be a mixture of Kang Conqueror or Secret Wars. Mm. It, it's one of those two things it seems strange to yeah. do kang the conqueror because again it just feels like it was a shadow reveal but yeah. he, he felt like a major piece of loki I mean, did i mean yeah, yeah, part he, of loki like, but not a whole future he, but not like, part he, of the yeah, yeah. saga of he, all of this but you yeah. don't feel it around anything beyond loki exactly yeah, yeah. see so at, like, at least with thanos we've got him at the end of avengers yeah we didn't see him and then guns came up with from there yeah and it was some more and more and more yeah, Infinity War, in game. I I, I think just know? a little bit of patience is needed for Marvel. Look, I think but, they've given us they've given us a really good stream of good content for a long time. I think we owe it to them to just be a little bit patient, wait and see if they have a vision here. Because you know they're, they're six movies deep into the Phase Four, like just right. a bit of time, and then we'll see where they can go. Right. I'm gonna tell you now, my patience, my patience is gonna run out by the time Secret Wars or Secret Avengers, whatever comes so out. Like five years. Oh, yeah. I agree with Nan. Whenever, yeah. that, whenever yeah. that comes out, because for me, that's yeah. that Are you is doing Avengers Five or like no, no, the what's it called? The one with Nick Fury's on Secret Avengers, Secret Wars, Secret Invasion, Disney Plus series. <sighs> Yeah, you're gonna okay, wait for yeah. Disney Plus yeah, series. I, I am gonna wait for that because no. I, I I shouldn't wait for that because that should be a movie on its own. But I'm gonna wait for that because yeah. that that's gonna be a defining moment of where we're gonna see the series. <laughs> After that, I'll just wait for Fantastic Four and X Men to be brought into this universe because well, Fantastic Four is part of the Phase Four. So it is, it I, is, but it isn't. But yeah, I understand where you come from. Yeah, it's the last but, movie but, of the Phase Four. Yeah. But that that's the thing that's gonna probably get me back is Second Invasion or X Men. I mean, they put it as Disney Plus show. I don't expect anything because yeah. it's Disney Plus. So I'm like, why why would you chuck it there? Yeah, I just got one thing to add, and that's that. Mm-hmm. Um, by the time all of this rolls around, say so three four years before, we're, five years say before we're moving towards the next saga, mm. twenty more seasons of something 10 more 15 more movies uh, are you gonna care anymore look i'll be honest with you guys i've seen five episodes of moon Knight. i haven't seen the last one mm-hmm. oh you haven't no i haven't mm. i've seen one episode of miss marvel i just i can't keep up dude so wait, a, wait, wait, what, like, I'm, I'm sorry but i i have a fucking life yeah yeah i'm not trying to discredit any content here but like i i i have shit to do in my life you yeah. know I, I have a 40-hour job i have shit to do in the background you know i, I hang out with you boys and you know, it's obviously not a complaint because you know i love hanging with you guys and you know <laughs> recording the show and all that kind of stuff but like how can i keep up with so much stuff is you're coming to my main point right okay, here. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, you go you, ahead. You are feeling superhero fatigue. 
Huh? Yes or no? <laughs> yes or no? Right now, from the points it, you it just said... It's 100% dependent, like Batman I was super excited for, but, you know... Okay, okay, okay. Thor I couldn't care about. Okay, you're coming to the Marvel superhero fatigue. I was excited for Doctor Strange. No, no, I'm no, excited it's... for Black Panther. I'm not excited for Thor. I, w- I wasn't excited for Thor. Same question to you, Colin. I'm fatigued. You're fatigued. Okay. So this is a problem that has been said 10 years ago. Superhero fatigue is going to ruin this it is the, the, this in. genre. And I always And it's it pushed through. It's pushed through. In-game, absolutely shattered that superhero fatigue. Mm-hmm. When no means. Well, I, th- I think I think in-game's the drawing point. Like, I, I know it's the drawing everybody point. Everybody stops at that point, you know? Kind of thing. I know yeah. it's the drawing point. But for Marvel, they have gone so down. DC is slowly coming up. Slow, slowly. Don't, like, you MCU fanboys out there, don't get on there <laughs> and tell me that I'm wrong. I'm, I said it's very slowly. But they're slowly starting to come up, and I feel DC could catch up because MCU is slowly starting to come down. Yeah. 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 It's a it's a huge topic to unpack. It we, we could be sitting here for, a, like, a couple, of hour, a couple of hours, I feel like. Yeah, we could. could. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. there's a lot to do lot to digest but i think we just gotta wait and out wait it out and see to the end of phase four because i'm kind of gonna tell a lot mm. a lot a lot to come for marvel they have a lot to prove because they haven't proved anything so far yeah. in their phase four yeah that's true nothing they need to prove and which is our last topic as well is wolverine and taron Ag- egerton egerton yeah egerton has expressed multiple interest in portraying Wolverine in the MCU and he's even had a meeting with Marvel about it. So lads, would you like to see Taron Egerton as Wolverine? Mm. Or do you think there still needs to be a bit more time between seeing Logan, which released in 2017? I just want to say I don't know if it was the meeting for Wolverine that he had with Marvel. Yeah, me, me neither. I yeah. couldn't find anything. I just... He all, was very... Uh, yeah, yeah. All he I chose heard, was very wisely yeah. for that one. Yeah. All, all I heard mm, was that he yeah. had a meeting with Marvel. He's had a meeting with Marvel. Yeah. We know that. Yeah. But but yeah. pretty much yeah. from his interest in Wolverine in this mm-hmm. meeting, yeah. two and two together, you know. Well, we've heard, we've heard yeah. those two names been together, like, beforehand. Yeah. And... You know, I think I think a you know reporter, or journalist, they they brought it up, and he sort of said like, I, I forgot his words completely to the word, but he said that you know he would feel intimidated to take that role because of Hugh Jackman and what he's brought to it, oh, but yes, that yeah. if he needed to, he could bring something different, I, something something along those lines. He's like unreluctant to take over from Hugh Jackman but it, it, mm. it, it, would, but, it would take a lot yeah. and, and you know in complete fairness you, you, it's hard to go against someone that's played that role for 20 years or so which is what Hugh Jackman did I yeah, I personally I can't see another Wolverine I I, I I don't believe that doesn't mean that like it can't be done in a different or you know interesting way it's just I can't see it in this point in time from 2017 off later, would you either wait like another 5, 10, 20 years? I don't think it matters about, you know, it, it's just, it just depends on the take of the character, you know. I think I think it can be done, I can I think it'd be done right now or in 10 years or whatnot, but like, it depends on how it's done and 
I just, it, it's hard to get Hugh Jackman's role out of my head right now. Whoever plays it, he's going to be compared naturally. That's how yeah. it goes. The same with um, Joker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, you, you know, you put Joaquin Phoenix, he wins an Oscar. Um, you know, straight after um, Heath Ledger plays him, and it's not deserved, but like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it wasn't the best performance that, that year. But hey, that just the way it works, and it. He he did he did very well, but it was a very different portrayal of the character, which is the key that I'm referring to here. That yeah, yeah, yeah. Taron Egerton, if he was to play Wolverine, his success would be found in the the difference and you know the more um, unique aspect of the character rather than the stuff that Hugh Jackman really went into deeply. I yeah feel. yeah because mm. yeah you could bring a more character focused yeah. sort of performance there exactly yeah yeah, is this, yeah. yeah but yeah. huge Jackman was very focused on the physicality Absolutely. of it and i don't just mean to say as in he had big muscles that's a disservice hulking what we, yeah hulking sure um what i more mean is in terms of that physical gruffness that those grunts those you know hums and ha's and that um all those sorts of things um, what you said before about, you know, I can't imagine someone else being Wolverine. Mm. You know, I thought the same thing about Deadpool until I saw um, Freddie Stromer as Vigilante. And I oh, thought shit. to myself, this guy could do Deadpool <laughs> so well. I it's even, crazy. I never thought of that, but that is brilliant. That, yeah. yeah, that's game set a match kind wins. <laughs> All right, podcast over, guys. Thank you for tuning in today so on this real podcast. I, I never thought of that. That's actually brilliant. Yeah. 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 So I think that Mm. there is room out there for an actor to well and truly take the light and do it in a way that you you didn't think could actually be done again. Yeah, so so what you're saying is that the actor for Vigilante, I can't remember his name. but Freddie Stromer, yeah. Freddie Stromer. Mm. He was very unknown. Mm -hmm. So would you rather have someone unknown come in as Wolverine or would you rather have someone like Town Edgington who's mainly known for kingsman series it really depends on what version of wolverine that taron edgerton has in mind and how he's going to portray it because you know appearances are super deceiving people hemmed and hard and complained about heath ledger because he's the pretty boy jock guy who (laughs) was in all that stuff but they never imagined what what would have been produced greatest of all time yeah yeah um so you know be open to it i think yeah. you, you never know you yeah. never know i that's a good good mentality to come into it with mm. yeah yeah hey siri <laughs> <laughs> yeah at least i'm not the only one that had siri play on this podcast but yeah. all right <laughs> moving on in terms of my thoughts mm-hmm. i would like to see town agenton be wolverine would get a more younger, fresher take. Mm-hmm. And I feel he has, he, I feel he can do his own stunt work based on Kingsman. Yeah. I'm not 100% sure if he did his own. I think he I, did portions of it. Yeah, but yeah. I feel he, he can do his own. If I had to pick my own Wolverine in terms mm-hmm. of just looks, white, like pure look-wise, be Carl Urban, like... You just take his look from the boys. He already has like the parted hair and the mm. beard. Yeah, but you know. he's getting to that age. Now. Yeah, yeah, I, I know yeah. he's getting to that age. I'm, that's why I said looks, looks wise. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but Taron Egerton, 
I am all on board for him. Mm. Okay, what about this? Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> no, no, no. The height, he has the comic book height because Wolverine is short. Mm-hmm. Um, Wolverine is short. He's 5'11. And, and he has the beard. Daniel Radcliffe has the beard. So. I, th- I, th- I, th- I always feel like Daniel Radcliffe could be. I th- yeah. An interesting version of him that we haven't seen before. Daniel Radcliffe would be a great comedic side, but I mm. feel the world population of Earth just sees him as Harry Potter, and I, I, I feel I, like he's I, broken free yeah, of that now. He's he's out. Oh, I, I don't feel that. Me personally, I I still. Th- I mean, I, like all his stuff is better now. I still see him as Harry Potter. Me personally. Um, you know. I think Daniel Radcliffe, like Taron Egerton, would bring a interesting intellectual version mm. of that character. The Just thing, more the accurate, h- yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, books. Yeah. the hard sell for me is whether he can bring that some of that gruff energy that Wolverine has. It, it's so intrinsic to the character that what's, gruffness. But what's the difference between Taron and Daniel? They've played the same roles. I mean, you're not wrong, but, uh, you know, and they're both British actors Weird and Al those sorts and, of things. You know, Elton John. It's just, for me, Taron Egerton. Um, Taron Egerton is probably more physical. Like, physical. It's Robin Hood. Name one other thing. Kingsman. Kingsman. It was a fairly physical, but... It's not what, practical enough for him. So. What physical role has Daniel Radcliffe been in? He's been in also indie movies that have been physical enough for him. Which is? I don't know. Fucking that... Swiss, what's that? Swiss, Swiss Army Man? Man? Yep, there's yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, he's played been lots of other stuff. Yeah. I but mean, I mean, if you want a more comic book a- accurate version, Daniel Radcliffe's your guy, I feel. I, I, I agree. It needs to be someone under six foot. If you're going to be comic mm. book accurate. I mean, Wolverine's under 5'7 in comic books, so. Yeah, I don't think it needs know, to be someone that, under six foot. Because. How tall was Heath Ledger? And how, how, I mean, how tall was it? You know, Joker has no height, though. Like, yeah, I mean, he, he, Jackman's like, like six to alone, so it, it, it doesn't matter at the end of the day. But if you want, like, the more comic booky version mm. to be in there. Yeah, but, like, do you? All right, there, there's only one last May, Maybe points. for MCU, I think you'd want, like, something different. You know, mm. Hugh Jackman's, he's, he's a really large dude. Ripped, so to have, to have like, like, a. To the core as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to have, like, a, I guess, a, you know, a more smaller. Wolverine, who's just as deadly, would be. It'd be kind of interesting just to see that. That's true. That would and, be interesting. And cigar smoke, you know, that's the yeah. most iconic thing. Yeah. Okay, I wouldn't say most iconic, but it's one of the most iconic things about Wolverine. <laughs> it's like you know, yeah. like he bashes people up with yeah, his like yeah, paws, yeah. and he has like a little cigar on the top, you know, yeah, corner yeah. of his mouth and stuff like that. I, I, I'd love to see like a like a, a like a five four five six kind of guy take that on because that'd be. Dude, a, dude, do you want to drop it down to five three? Huh? <laughs> Look, yeah, I'm interested because they're not giving you Wolverine, bro. If you do that, <laughs> we know I got the aggression for it. <laughs> I put you in five two, five seven. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm totally in for a sh- like a short Wolverine. Um, mm. however, not because it's comic book accurate, because I just think it's interesting. Mm. I I could i couldn't give two shits whether it's comic book accurate yeah. i want a good performance and i want an interesting character there's lots of ideas to throw around with that character as well i feel yeah so, yeah. Yeah. yeah you can do so many different versions of it and look 
none of them are right and none of them are wrong Mm. um you know taron egerton's view may be very different to what you know daniel radcliffe if he's ever thought about it may have had in mind um so i think that you know there's probably no right or wrong answer here it's just comes down to you know whether we get something that works well within that universe and the correct characters that surround it i i I agree yeah and it's probably just my Harry Potter bias coming through, <laughs> but I, I want my want my guys to do well. So yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd like to see it, but it depends what's what's better for the movie at the end of the day. Yeah, that's for what sure. About. Guess we'll see over time. Yeah, should be interesting. All right, now we get on to the weekend's box office. So our number one, and very unsurprisingly, because same to you is that we have Thor: Love and Thunder, and that opened up to a whopping one hundred forty three million. Oof, Thor Love and Thunder. I yep. don't know, is it good or bad? I, uh, it's, it's bad. So we'll give that soon, yep. yeah. S- number two, we have, ugh, unfortunately, as you boys out in the suits out there, you know, it's Minions Rise of Guru. Ginger Minions! <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit, And that's at, <laughs> at 45.55 million. And number three, and we have this solid, absolutely solid and consistent Top Gun Maverick. Fifteen point five million. I saw that again the weekend. Should wow. be wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, third time for you. Fourth. Oh, fourth. Fourth time. Yeah. I think I've seen it five myself. Five. I've only done it twice. You should go again. You should get an IMAX before you can. It's like, great. It stops. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Number four, we have the King of Rock and Roll and Elvis. Mm-hmm. Eleven million. And number five, dinosaurs semi rule the world. Jurassic World Dominion. 8.5. Oh, 8.4, sorry. So, Lads takes on this weekend's box office. Oh, it's, uh... I don't think Kyan's 1.4 billion prediction when Thor's going to come true in time. Was it 1.4? Did I go that high? I thought I'd said 1.2. No, you went... You went very one. high. I know that. Yeah, I it, did go definitely above a billion. I know yeah. that much. <laughs> I know I'm definitely wrong here. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll say that we were all wrong. I mean, I said 900 to 1 billion. It's only... It's not going to 900. Mm. I don't think it might get to 800 million. Yeah. It, it, it's dropping the word of mouth as poor for this movie. My, um, mind but, you, there's no uh, competition for for a while. I don't care. I don't think it's going to do it. The cinema score is one of the worst that MCU has ever had. And that that's saying something. Mm. I mean, MCU is meant to be very, uh, you know, audience friendly and stuff like that. So, yeah. which is why only four movies have gotten the same or below four out of what 30 right now so Mm. it's significant enough to push it down and to make it drop pretty fast uh word of mouth i know you guys have had your you know uh friends and family not say positive things about it as well so i think that 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 shows that you know even you know the most you know generic of audiences aren't even having a positive response to it Mm. um so i don't think it holds well and you know that that's pretty standard MCU. I think it's going to make around you know two point two to two point four times its you know opening weekend. So you're looking around two hundred eighty to three fifty max in terms of you know domestic gross, and then around three twenty to four hundred in terms of international gross. So to get to eight hundred, I think it's a it's a task at this point. We'll see how it goes. Um, it, it, it's rightfully. I mean, deserved. it's going to be pretty amazing if the Batman mm. beats any Marvel film this year, isn't it? 
you know. Oh, and Doctor Strange beat it. No, I mean like if if the Batman beats oh, right. any Marvel film this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that'd be pretty incredible. I mean, it definitely should determine mm. like pretty much on what it was doing. You know, a new Batman and three hour long and all that kind of stuff. I, I think it's pretty uh historic. I think I think Thor will beat it in the long run, but mm-hmm. we'll have to see how it drops. Um, I know <laughs> that. Betty. <laughs> so we'll have to see, but I mean, you go for the other ones. You know, Minions dropped huge, as expected. Um, it opened up to ridiculous levels. Top Gun dropped forty percent, pretty heavy for its standards. But yeah, you know, it's the sixth uh, highest grossing seventh uh, weekend in a row. So it's like almost two months in this runtime as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, it's mm. staying in the top ten of you know it's it's uh, the weekends at that level. So it's a positive thing at the, end, at the end of the day and you know it might be able to reach you know 650 to 670 and might be able to beat the original avengers and stuff like that so it's, mm. it could get top 10 on both worldwide and domestic it will get top 10 domestically but i don't know if it get worldwide so we'll have to see but you know from what everything you're saying here i think i think it's a in terms of box office i think it's positive because you know, have all these movies succeeding in their own different ways. I think it's a good thing. And yeah, it shows that studios, they just got to release their big movies because they have an audience that's ready to come to them. And, you know, we've seen it with Jurassic world, with Thor and, you know, minions, you create a good movie, top gun, Gun. the the audience is going to keep coming. Everyone I know has seen it. So Mm. yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I just think I find the drops, um, for Elvis interesting. I thought it would have been doing, tracking better. It, it dropped 40%, same as, um, Top Gun Maverick. Mm. So it, it didn't open high enough, but it, it's dropping enough to be, I guess, profitable. Okay. I think we had to watch the international market to see yeah, in terms yeah. of the profit margin for that movie. Yeah, I just see stuff like, um, you know, obviously Maverick having such a strong hold mm. um and then i see stuff like you know minions rise a Gru, um also having such a strong hold i mean no surprises here you know yeah. these are spectacles in a sense you know minions in another regard yeah. um but yeah i mean you know what can you say other than you know tip your hat to what maverick is doing here mm. you know about to exactly as you predicted about to cap that 1.2 billion mark yeah, um, I think it's at 1.18 right now. Yeah, yeah. so just about to cap that. And then it's at 597 domestically, so I'm mm-hmm. about to hit the 600 mark there. So that's yeah. pretty big, yeah. Pretty big, exactly. Yeah. Um, and Thor hit 300 million for the opening weekend worldwide, so... Yeah. yeah, I myself have not seen Thor, so I don't really understand the travesty of which you guys are speaking, but I'm sure I'll understand that very soon. It, it's, it's a decent opening weekend, it's just the fact that based on word of mouth based on what me and nan have seen it seems like it's going to drop pretty fast yeah it's faster than dr strange and that dropped pretty fast itself so yeah we'll see we'll see what happens mm-hmm. yeah for me i find it interesting how thor had made less than 100 million than minions huh? on its opening weekend on its opening or just in terms of this weekend because Thor opened up at 143 million and Minions had 45.55. So that's less than 100 million. Oh, right. And yeah. Minions mm. opened up to like 108. 
last yeah, yeah. hundred eight million. So yeah, and if you think about it, about it, it's a step. It's an established character in the MCU. It's in the MCU and in Disney as well, and opens up less than hundred million in minions. Mm-hmm. I mean, I understand minion power, but. It's uh, still pretty shocking and stuff, but my, yeah, my main my main point here is Top Gun. Like mm. it's what almost eight, twelve, twelve weeks. Almost it's it's the seventh weekend. Seventh, seventh, yep. seventh week, and he got sixth highest seven weekend ever. Yeah, fifteen point five million. Mm-hmm. I saw it last night, and the cinema was packed. Mm. Yeah, and and yeah, this yeah. this is New Zealand, like. It was still packed and people were laughing. Like it was genuine people watching it for the first time, mm. not the second time. Because you, you can tell when people laugh for the second time after watching it, and when people laugh for the first time. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. just one of the movies you bring people to again. I mean, like, yeah, it in you know Australia, it's about to be a top five movie there ever <laughs> in, in history. UK top ten history, New Zealand top ten in history. It so, should be top ten. Yeah, it, it, it's a big movie to bring people towards. So like, it's it's not surprising that we're getting it internationally as well. And yeah. you know, the international rate is leveling what's happening domestically. So massive movie, yeah, and deservedly so, I believe. So yeah, I almost wonder that um, Thor: Love and Thunder should have needed, I think, maybe another two and a half months gap between that and um, Doctor Strange. Because I yeah. think that they they needed time for people to actually forget <laughs> Doctor Strange a bit and or just release a good movie maybe yeah I mean that would you know be one great that actually like that. you know capitalizes on the stakes of the multiverse but at the same time you know it. I don't even think releasing a good movie is necessarily a guarantee um, everything everywhere all at once Top Gun Maverick. I mean, The Suicide Squad. No, it's, it's still okay, good. Okay, that's it's... like a far-fetched one. It's like <laughs> but, peak but pandemic. everything, everywhere, all at once, that's literally nothing in terms of the general moviegoers, and that's like the highest-grossing A24 movie ever. Look, there are a lot of 90-something, high 90% movies. It, it doesn't ultimately matter. It, it comes down to yeah, certain but, combination of things. Yeah, but this is a multiverse movie that, happened at the same time as Doctor Strange in the multiverse of madness. Mm. And it still made still did better. Critically. I mean, you could just say that it was capitalizing on the multiverse mm. momentum. Well I talk on Maverick. That's, I think I that's think that's a, a great example of a movie that's yeah. good and done well for all the best reasons. Because it's a movie that it's a it's a refreshing movie that mm. people want to see, and it's a yep. spectacle that people aren't used to. The only advantage is that it capitalizes on a eighties IP. Yeah, so my main point really is just you know that it's all based in word of mouth, which I think is the key thing for box office these days. Mm. You know, especially post pandemic. And now, mm. Mm. yeah, IP is king. The this day and age. Yeah, but um. Yeah, yeah, I feel I feel similarly, a little differently, but similarly. Mm. Yeah, that's close enough. <laughs> sweet, sweet. That is us, guys, today on the Let's Be Real podcast. Hope you've all enjoyed this show, wherever you've been, been listening from. That probably doesn't make sense, but it's fine. <laughs> if you if you if you agree or disagree with what we've discussed, head over to Instagram. 
at movie gains. Flick us a message. Give us your thoughts. Would love to argue with you or agree with you. Who knows? <laughs> Who <true>. knows? <laughs> if you want to read anything else interesting about us in terms of like random articles, box office or stuff like that, head over to moviegains.com. You can find those articles there. If you also enjoy the show and want to listen to more, head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to get your podcasts from. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in today. Catch you on the next episode. We're Movie Games. Peace out. Bye. See you later.